If you'd like to find your place in Psalms chapter 73, the title of the message is Stay in Church. And it's real easy to get distracted with everything that's happening around us, everything that we have going on in this time of the year. I mean, from Thanksgiving all the way, our schedules get busy, they get hectic and mud, and, and sometimes the, all these things can be overwhelming. It's resolved, though, that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, stay in church. And we're going to look at some things that will get you out of church. But then we're going to look at and Psalm 73 in verse 1, it says, Truly, God is good to Israel, because God is good. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Yeah, we're living in a wicked world, but you know what? God's good to those that have a clean heart. Here's a, here's a good reason to stay in church. Here's a good reason to stay right with God. Is good even to such as are of a clean heart. It's still worth living for God and being right with him. But then verse 2, things change. The psalmist says, but as for me, and we've been studying these words, but as for me here recently, and he says, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. You only find this phrase, but as for me, seven times in the Bible. The first five times that you find these words, they're used to, to, to declare a clear choice that's being made by the person expressing these words. But the last two mentions of the words are used in a different way. Here in Psalm 73, these words, but as for me, is no longer used to declare someone's resolve to do something for God and to do something right but here the psalmist uses these words to describe his condition. He's recognizing the goodness of God in verse 1. But then in verse 2, we find, we find the fact that he's slipping away. He was about to give up. He was about to quit. He was at a point in his life where he just said, what's the use I'm ready to throw in the towel. But what got him to that point? God is good. God is good to those that are of a clean heart. He knew all these things. But even knowing these things did not keep him from getting to the point where he was ready to quit. Well, how did he get there? He had a wrong view. He had the wrong focus. Verse 3, he begins to explain his wrong view. He begins to explain what's about caused him to quit and to give up and to slip out. He says in verse 3, for I was envious at the foolish. Not thankful for the goodness of God, but now he is envious at the foolish. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Well, I tell you, in these last days that we're living in, we must guard ourselves from getting so consumed with all the darkness that's in the world around us. I mean, it seems like there's wickedness in high places. 
and those who live in sin seem or appear to be winning. But can I say, you'd better set your eyes on the word of God because God is still good and he's still good to those that are of a clean heart. He hasn't changed. You know, we need more preaching than ever before, but yet it seems like it's harder and harder to get people under the sound of preaching. Asaph's steps had well nigh slipped. You got to understand, Asaph was not your run-of-the-mill Christian. Asaph was a chosen singer. And God used Asaph to pen 12 different psalms in our Bible. And he, even this man of God, being used of God, got his eyes, his eyes off the Lord. How many Christians, how many Christians' feet have already slipped or are well nigh slipping today? They're, they're, they're straddling between verse 1 and verse 2. They've allowed themselves to become distracted. And it's not because the word of God has changed. It's not because the, the sanctuary has changed. No, it's the object of their focus that has changed. They say, well, it's bad out there. And, you know, it's just so hard to... To get up and come to church, you know, it's so hard to tithe and, and give of the offerings and give to missions, you know, prices going up everywhere. You know, and all the transgenderism that's going on and all the, the drag shows around the country and all the LGBTQIA+, uh, you know, all those people, the Democrats and President Biden and Hamas and the violence that's in our country, the chaos that goes, it's all over our country. Yes, all the hate and the sin that's out there, it's terrible, it's bad. But can I just say that God has not changed. His word has not changed. The truth is still being preached from the pulpits of Bible-believing King James Baptist churches. Asaph was a faithful singer. He was a psalm writer, and God used him. But yet, he still got his eyes off the Lord. And this right here ought to put us in fear, because we're no Asaph. And if, it, if he was able to get to the point where his feet had well nigh slipped, well, we better pay close attention to us and to our ways and to what we're looking at. When we were church planners in Canada, the church that we rented there was built in the 1800s. And it had beautiful, beautiful stained glass windows with Bible verses in each window. As soon as you walked into the foyer of the church, I mean from the front doors, as soon as you went in, there was two massive windows there with stained glass and each with a Bible verse. And the first Bible verse that you come to was Psalms chapter 11 and verse 4. And Psalms 11 4 says, The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes, 
His eyelids try, his eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. You see, those windows were put in back in the 1800s. Someone back then knew the Lord and knew how important it was that when someone entered the sanctuary, they needed to be reminded as to where the Lord was. And they needed to be reminded as to what the Lord was doing. They needed to be reminded to leave the worldview outside. And as they entered into the the sanctuary, their eyes ought to bend toward Jesus. Turn with me to Psalms 11. Psalms 11 and verse 3. It says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire and brimstone, and in horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. You see, Asaph wasn't looking at that. He ought to have been, but he wasn't looking at that. He saw, he saw was their prosperity. He failed to have a proper view of the Lord first and then a proper view of the wicked. Verse 7, for the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. God is going to deal with the wicked. Their time is short. But as we wait for his soon return, let's be reminded that the Lord trieth the righteous. The Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. And while we're watching everything going around, we better be watching him because he is watching us. And he expects us to live righteously in this wicked world. Asaph is going to go through all a list of verses as, as to what took him off, if you would, or took him off of the right path and look, cost, cost him to lose the right focus. And then in verse 16, in Psalm 73, if you turn back there, he's going to say these words, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Now, you understand, it's, it's painful to look at what's going on around us. And as a child of God, it ought to bother us. It ought to sadden us when we see the consequences of sin. Especially when we know the other side. When we, uh, we know the forgiveness of sins. It ought to bother us. But we better be careful getting a wrong view because in verse 17, we see that Asaph's view is going to change because he's going to get back in church. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. 
Can I just say, it's high time for God's people to make their way back to the Lord. This world's had enough of our attention. This old devil's had enough of our attention. Hey, this is the last Sunday before December. This year has flown by. It's come and gone. And if the Lord tarries, we have one more month before the year 2024. And if you're going to get right with God, now is the acceptable time. You better not put it off. Hey, let's finish this year strong. Let's finish this year closer to the Lord. Why don't we be more faithful to the house of God this next month than we have been in our whole life? Why not? And I know some are going to travel for the holidays, but your travel plans ought to include you being in church every time the doors are open. And if you're doing right and you're living righteously before the Lord and you've got the right view, then you ought to pray to God and ask him to help you stay right and help you do more for him than ever before. Why? Because he's watching you. His eyelids are trying. They behold. They see. I challenged our church to fill out a 30 days of Thanksgiving list. Each day write down things that they were thankful for. I trust our church members have been keeping up with that. We do not know what God has in store for us. But one thing is sure is we need to be right with God. We need to be thankful. But as for me, you see, it's time to choose. It's time to get our focus on the Lord and do his will for our life. And if we're not careful, we'll rush through the seasons of life and not have the right priorities. You see, a wrong view will cause you to wound up like Asaph. Can I ask you, are you where you need to be in relation to what God has done for you. God sent his son to die for your sins. Have you accepted that? Have you accepted Jesus as your savior? Christian, has God been good to you? Can I ask you, how's your Thanksgiving going? How are you showing your Thanksgiving? Are you faithful to the Lord? Are you faithfully doing everything God expects of you? Are you faithful to come to church? Are you faithful to give of your time, talents, and treasures to the Lord? In Psalms 116, 12, it says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Can I just remind you, Christian and church member, you can't pay your vows sitting at home. You cannot grow sitting at home and missing services, no matter what excuse you think you may have. Because it's through the local church that we render and make ourselves available to the Lord. 
It's the platform that Jesus started from which all our service to him goes. It's a platform for the child of God to be thankful. It's a platform for the child of God to show forth his praise unto the Lord. You say, well, I can be thankful at home. Yes, you ought to be. But God says in Psalms 100 and verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. When you don't make church a priority in your life, then you fail to acknowledge the goodness, the mercy, and the truth of the Lord. And if you're not careful, you're going to get your eyes on so many things, and those things will become a distraction for you from doing what God would have you to do. But as for me, you see, those words are either words of resolve or they're words that declare a condition. Can I ask you, are you like Joshua? But as for me and my house, <laughs> hey, he made up his mind. He's going to do something. He's going to serve the Lord. Or are you more like Asaph? But as for me, you know, my feet... My feet had well nigh slipped. My feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. You see, God wants us to be more like his son. And may the Lord help us through this holiday season to just stay close to the Lord, to keep our eyes on him, and to stay in church.